weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of Satsa, Fedhaza, and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. We're talking today about trends in hospitality and tourism for 2023. And we've been told that global tourism arrivals will increase by 30% in 2023, following a gr- an enormous growth of 60% in 2022. It still remains below pre-pandemic levels, but the economic downturn, sanctions on Russia, and China's zero-COVID strategy will delay recovery. Europe, the EU's Guide to Tourism in 2023 provides a comprehensive view of the challenges, opportunities, and trends to watch for the coming year. But coming closer to home, I think that our government and tourism sector and the statutory bodies that are in place have really focused on championing Cape Town. And this sentiment extends throughout the city government. Our mayor, Hill Lewis, said, The motivating ambition is to show that it is possible to run a capable government in South Africa and for Cape Town to be regarded as a city of hope. They've put these words into action through the implementation of the Inclusive Economic Growth Strategy with an action plan that seeks to expand on the success of the city's existing economic growth. And the strategy details all plans, the green economy, manufacturing, tourism, business process outsourcing, and others. What we have seen in the Western Cape is a very good recovery in terms of visitor numbers. Our airport speaks for itself. All the coal um, productions coming to Cape Town in the film sector says it too, as does the tourism numbers and the air access that we've been granted, playing host to several new international airlines, and fantastic twinning agreements that are coming from those strategies. So in that category of top airports worldwide, the Western Cape is certainly the reigning king of the airport access. We're chatting today to a few people, basically people from the various structures that govern tourism, organizations, and collectives that are working to bring recovery closer to home, and to fast-track that recovery. We're looking forward to our chats this morning. So here we are, 2023, bright and early, and what a fabulous start we've had to the new year, because 
we had quite an amazing season in 2022, certainly the best that we've seen in two years. And so we've decided to bring together the thought capital in the industry, people from various organizations who are going to tell us what season was like for them and tell us what their plans are for 2023 and what we can hope to see from their various organizations. Joining us fresh and early is Dawn Smith, and Dawn has quite an interesting history in the tourism and hospitality space. She has, over the last three decades, carved out quite a profile for herself in this industry. And she is currently serving as the Cape Town, tour serving the Cape Town tourism industry as the president of Skull Cape Town, and has prior to that been the vice president and has been on the FedHasa board for the last three years. Dawn, the first thing I want to ask is how do you manage to juggle all of your various portfolios and still manage to smile every time I see you? Uh, Janet, I think a lot of it has to do with loving what I do. Um, I love hospitality, it's in my blood. I love tourism, I enjoy every single uh, facet of my life. I thoroughly enjoy being part of the tourism associations uh, as diverse as they are, Skull and Fedhaza, one serves mostly tourism, the other for me more hospitality. And it, it's just a matter of enjoying every day and enjoying the people that you surround yourself with and network with. I love that, Dawn, because goodness knows we've had to be super, super positive in our industry over the last couple of years. And I'm loving that you just, you know, you're just taking it all in your stride. I think that also has to do with our with our Y chromosome, where we just managed to juggle a lot of things all at once. Absolutely. Also, I think uh, given the, the industries, the only thing that we know is recession proof is relationships. And that's what our industries are about. That is quite a powerful statement, Dawn. The only thing that we know is recession proof is relationships. That is very powerful. Thank you. I think that uh, that should be our mantra for 2023. Now, Dawn, I have a question because you have been quite integral in introducing Skull South Africa on the JAMS platform. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Um, okay, Janet, firstly, Skull is um, one of the oldest tourism associations founded in 1934. We've got over 300 clubs around the world situated in about 85 countries, over 12,500 members globally. So it's quite a vast network. It's one of the few international associations. And with the other associations that are represented in our country, Fedhasa, Satsa, Saki, but to name just a few, having all those power-minded people that have a positive interest in our industry work together just makes it a platform that's easier for all of us to go forward with a common goal. So that is so powerful, Dawn, because, I mean, all of these countries, this network, it's like being a part of this huge community globally, and, and that is pretty powerful. Absolutely. It's like having a family member in a country 85 times. I love it. I love it. It's just phenomenal. Now, Dawn, um, you are passionate about quite a few things, amongst them joint ventures and entrepreneurship and high standards of competency when it comes to a diverse basket of clients. Now, as we approach 2023, Dawn, I'd love to hear what are the plans for Skull? I know you do an annual workshop where you bring people together, 
But what is your focus for this year? I think our focus for this year is going to be based a lot on the actual skull mission statement. It's through leadership, uh, professionalism, friendship. Everybody works together to achieve that vision. It's maximizing networking opportunities and supporting a responsible tourism industry. Getting as many players on the various platforms to work towards the common goal, which is bringing people to our country, but in such a way that it is sustainable and it's responsible. And that's going to be the core focus for the Cape Town Club specifically. That's fantastic, Dawn. So we're going to be seeing a lot of your networking lunches, which are very popular. Um, and then, of course, you do some some educationals. Do you do educationals at a all? A lot of our members still do educationals. Um, all those details are normally on our website. Our Cape Town workshop is the 1st of November this year, which is an annual workshop. Everybody knows about the Cape Town workshop. Um, we also, as you were saying, every month we do a get-together, be it a breakfast or a lunch or a cocktail event. We're also hoping to do a few joint ventures. We did one last year with uh, Fed Haza and the Concierge Forum, which was a joint event just to celebrate tourism and hospitality. So we're looking to do a few more of those this year because I think working together with, this, with the associations makes the common goal easier to achieve. Absolutely agree, Dawn. The collective IQ is the most powerful and collaboration is the key to the future. Absolutely. And now, Dawn, you've told us about all your business goals. Please tell us how we can access information about Skull. If any of our listeners would like to join or reference or find information, how do they access you? Uh, they can go onto the website, which is skull.org. Um, they're also welcome to email me directly, which is uh, president at skullcapetown.org, and any information I'll pass on very gladly. Wonderful, Dawn. We look forward to hearing and keeping in touch with you during the year as things evolve. I'm sure we can pick up a new conversation as the year unfolds. And um, I think it's important to use this, this forum to actually keep interested parties apprised of what you're doing in your organization. And there's always opportunities Absolutely. for collaboration. Thank you very much, Janet. And I'd just like to say thank you to you for all the efforts and everything that you do for this industry, both tourism and hospitality. It's very much noticed and very much appreciated. It's a big pleasure, Dawn. I'm, I'm so enjoying doing this. I call it my fun job. You know, transport can be a little bit drab, so this is where the glitz and the glamour comes in, talking to people like yourself and others in the industry. It's great fun and it's good learning for me as, you know, um, as, as the show develops. Uh, I must tell you that I've learned so much over the, the last 16 months of the show that uh, it's helped me to have a really good bird's eye view of what is happening. And of course, this forum is available to you and your organization for future endeavors. Um, with absolute pleasure, Dawn. Thank you very much. Uh, before we say goodbye to you, Dawn, uh, we've spoken a lot about your business um, aspirations. What are your personal aspirations for 2023? Well, I want to start getting involved in collab collaborations with the people in my network. Where can I assist them? Where can we do things that are extraordinary and spectacular? and just take tourism and hospitality to the next level. Have products and um, activities and experiences 
for people that come into not just from other countries, but even the people that just come into the Western Cape that blow their minds. Things that are different, unusual, but value and just making fabulous memories every single moment. I love that. And that's very doable, Dawn. You know, in all of the interactions that we've had, you've always been personable. Um, I think that there's, besides the professional aspect, people just love you, Dawn. So that's going to grow and grow and you're going to achieve whatever it is that you set your sights on. And I think that you are very well appointed to be the president of Skull because you come with a certain gravitas which actually attracts people to you. So well done and wishing you all the very best for 2023. And I will see you on the networking circuit. Perfect. I can't wait for that. Wonderful. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm great. And you? I'm good. Thank you. So we're chatting this uh, afternoon to Kevin Barry. He has recently joined the marketing team at the Diamond Works, which is part of the Jewel Vest group. And uh, we don't know too much about Kevin. So we're going to give him an opportunity to tell us a little bit about himself. But uh, just suffice it to say that the Diamond Works is the preferred diamond specialist in the country, offering just a wide range of premium fine jewelry and loose stones. And one can actually discover the world of African gems with a visit to the Diamond Works. There's a sparkling tour, and there's a reason why it's called the sparkling tour, because the moment you arrive, you're offered bubbles or grape juice, and you literally do start your tour with a sparkle. Um, the Diamond Works has done a lot of innovation during COVID and over the last two years. Um, what has happened is that the Diamond Works has also launched a series of workshops, and Kevin will definitely be telling us about that. So welcome, Kevin Barry, to Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you so much, Janet. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, half glad and half excited or nervous to, to be part of Jet Please Setting. Please don't be nervous because you are chatting to me <laughs> and uh, we know each other. So it's going to be a wonderful conversation. Definitely. So uh, to give a little bit of background about myself, um, I got into tourism in 2014. Um, um, so it's so refreshing, Kevin, when you say I joined tourism in 2014, because we've been talking to people who've been in the industry for like 25 plus years, so <laughs> the young, fresh energy in the room. Well, thank you. I still, I still, feel, I still feel like it's been a long time, though. But, you uh, know. That's because in hospitality, you work long hours. So that's yes. why it feels like it's a long time. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it, it, I, found a, I found a place that I loved. Um, definitely being in hospitality and tourism, it's, it's an exciting space um, and it's always something new. So I really enjoy it. Um, and at that time when I moved in 2014, I had to move to Johannesburg. Um, mm -hmm. But in last year, I was given the opportunity to come back to Cape Town. Um, so I took it and I started with the Diamond Works. Um, in August, July, August last year. Um, since then, it's been a very interesting ride. I've been learning a lot, uh, coming from sales, going into marketing. Um, but yes, it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm enjoying my time. You know, Kevin, the one thing that always uh, resonates with me whenever I meet you is the enthusiasm that you have. So that's definitely uh, a sign 
that you love what you do and you bring uh, a very infectious energy and a lightness to the brand. Um, it's a beautiful brand, but you bring a nice energy and I like that. Now, um, the Diamond Works always has some exciting things planned and we'd love to hear what is the plan for 2023. So the plan, as you said, Janet, um, we'll start with the, the, the thing that's coming up as soon as possible, and that would be our next workshop. So we're going to continue our jewelry making workshops this year, of course. Um, the next one is on the 28th of February. Um, it's not live yet, so I'm giving everyone here a sneak peek. Um, but you can go follow the Diamond Works on Instagram, Facebook, and you will see the link for our um, workshop. It's going to be available on web tickets. So what we do with the workshop, it's a jewelry making workshop. So you actually make your own piece of jewelry, which you then take home with you. Um, so we actually have um, our gemologist, Mark Hilkomi, and he does a little bit of a, a chat about whichever stone we're going to be using. Um, this uh, following workshop on the 28th of February is going to be a diamond. So we're actually going full diamond. Oh, my goodness. It's definitely one that... Um I am looking forward to. One not to miss, definitely. One it's going not to, be a, to miss. Not to miss. It's a diamond bracelet. Uh, so Mark will give you a little bit of a deeper background into the stone. Um, and then our, our goldsmith, um, Russell Levine, he actually takes you through the workshop. But uh, Mark also helps. And we take you right through. So you make your, your piece of jewelry. The best part about it all while you're busy making it, we've got Africoa chocolate. So you get a three Ooh, yummy. <laughs> three chocolate uh, truffle chocolate tasting. And we also give you bottomless deer cliffs bubbly. The white spinatage. Wow. So it's really an amazing experience. Um, the bracelets, obviously, will be unisex as well. So, gents, you're also invited. And nice. Nice one. Because... There's always so much female energy in that room. So it's good that, you, that you're making the circle wider and yeah. including the gents. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've had a, a couple, we book these, these workshops um, for private uh, companies and, and individuals as well. And we've had a lot of response that we want something for the men as well. So that's what we, we've come, come forward with that with the bracelets. Um, but yeah, we will be doing workshops right through the year. Um, and of course, thank you for mentioning also our tour. So the tour is always open. We open at nine o'clock till seven every single day. Always welcome to come in and go through the tour, which takes you through basically um, our entire process of the diamond from the mine to the showcase. And you can see the amazing journey that the diamond actually goes through, where it comes from to where it ends up in our store. Fantastic. Now, Kevin, this is a new new job for you. And uh, obviously, you have some KPIs. What are your personal plans for 2023? So my personal plans, um, I came into this job, as I said, from a sales background, not knowing, not thinking I know too much about marketing. Um, I realized it is very, very similar. Um, but I have what we do is we do a foot count every single month. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously since 2019 or 2020, uh, things have been on upward trend. Um, but my, my goal this year is definitely to beat 20, 2018 was actually a, a better year for us to beat most of the months is 2018. And that is my target. Um, 
we obviously deal predominantly in the overseas market, um, but we have seen a big uptick of South Africans coming through our doors as well, which is amazing. Wow, that is amazing. That's a very, very wonderful goal to have, Kevin. Um, but that's a work goal. And I love that, that you want to uh, test the benchmark that was created in 2018. Yes. What are your personal plans? Are you going to try to climb Table Mountain? Are you going to take up scuba diving? Are you going to design a line of jewelry for men? Please do tell. So on a personal note, um, I didn't take any leave over um, December, even though I was very lucky with all the public holidays. Welcome um, to hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> but so on a personal note, um, I'm quite a fitness freak. So I would like to run um, the 13 Peaks, which is a collection of 13 Peaks over oh, Cape Town. Yeah, I would like to do that. Uh, so that starts Signal Hill, goes up Lion's Head, Table Mountain, along the 12 Apostles, down through Hart Bay, um, all the way out to Musenberg, and then back along the other side, uh, hitting Devil's Peak eventually and then going back to Signal Hill. So that's a personal goal. And then uh, I would also like to visit the Drakensberg again this year. Um, it used to be my favorite spot to go to when I was in Johannesburg. Um, and I haven't visited since and I'm missing it. <laughs> I do love the Drakensberg, Kevin. And we have to talk offline because I have something very special for you, which okay. is going to make your Drakensberg trip an absolute must do. I'm taking care of 50% of your problem. Oh, really? Okay, perfect. Chat to me offline. Absolutely. Um, I'm sitting with a beautiful voucher for the Drakensberg, which I haven't allocated yet. So we need to have a conversation about it. Okay, okay. Offline, offline. <laughs> offline, please. Uh, so, Kevin, I, I would love to thank you for joining us. Uh, I think that you've been a great addition to the Diamond Works team, and we're looking forward to the workshops. What I'd like to do with the show is sort of do a throw forward each time there's a new workshop. Okay. So that, uh, when there's a new workshop coming up the week before or two weeks before, whenever the scheduling is right for you guys, mention it on the show, send the link, and then share the uh, workshop information through the portal. Okay, perfect, Janet. Definitely. Okay. So we'll chat about that. We do need to have a little planning meeting. Okay. 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 And then, Kevin, before you go, I just want to confirm that you saw our email that we're not recording today at 4.30. Oh, I did not see that email. In yes, fact. and he would have sent that. Um, we're not recording today at 4.30 because the videographer was in an accident, so she's not able to, to do that. And we'll probably schedule for next week, Friday. But okay, we will perfect. definitely be in touch with you about that. Okay, Janet. Perfect. Okay, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us. I have to tell Amy that you were a you were a worthy replacement. Ah, uh, I, d I don't know. Hey, I didn't have. Was it was it good enough? I, I've got lots of. Amy gave me lots of notes. I don't feel like I touched them. But, no, uh, I think you've done well, and uh, you know it's just got to be punchy and precise so that people get it, and it's not too heavy. Okay. Perfect. So perfect. Thank, Thank you so much, Kevin. Great Thank weekend. You so much ahead for you. Same to you, Janet. Can't wait to see you. Thanks a lot. Ciao, ciao. Absolutely. Bye. 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 Bye.
be chatting this afternoon to Leanne Singer, not a new voice to our jet setting with Janet Show. Leanne, as we know, is the marketing and sales director at the Singer Group. She has a 25-year track record in the tourism industry. Uh, of course, if you have met and know Leanne and identify her as the fashionista that she is, um, I don't know what age she started at, but suffice it to say that she keeps it fresh and young and focused. And it's always so refreshing to have Leanne on the show because she comes with an interesting vision and a nice overview of the industry especially because of her role as the chairperson of Fedhouse at Cape, where together with her board and her executive team, she strives to be a representative voice for the hospitality industry through various interventions from collaboration, trusted partnerships, and commercialization projects. She was recently appointed to the Cape Town Tourism Board, which I personally was very excited about because I voted for her. And I'm pleased that she is now in that role because it gives her an even bigger um, bird's eye view of what is happening in the industry. So with great pleasure, we welcome Leanne Singer to the Jet Setting with Janet show. Hello, Leanne. Janet, she's you, you. You really know how to make a girl's morning with an introduction like that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. It's a big pleasure. Thank you very, very much. I mean, um, you know, I could I could say all the same things about you. I love how you have taken taken your business and transformed it to create this brand while still running a big, massive organization. We all know that that your 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 transport company is still one of the most reliable and trusted partners um, for our hospitality industry in in Cape Town. So I could say all those same things about you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. So, Leanne, fresh 2023. My goodness. I hope you had a chance to rest or did you have to work throughout like the mm -hmm. rest of us in hospitality? You know, you you people always laugh. I I go camping for my December holidays, which I have been doing since the age of thirteen to the same spot. So people always say, "What you're in the hotel industry and you go camping?" That's exactly why, right? You you need to go to the complete <laughs> the, the complete opposite thing. So I did have a a very relaxing time. Thank you. I read and read and read and swam and swam and swam. So it was exactly oh, what my soul needed. Thank you. Oh, but on the on the on the operational sides, um, you know, you know, you and our listeners know the industry, right? This is when the operations teams really roll up their sleeves and get down and dirty. Our teams, not just my own businesses, but across um, Cape Town's hospitality industry, they have worked their butts off, and the general consensus is that it was a very very positive season. We 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 know what challenges we've faced. Um, mm -hmm. And yet our, our numbers are looking up. We didn't quite get where we wanted to. Anecdotal evidence shows that we didn't quite make it back to um, the, the bumper bumper season that we were hoping to have, but there was massive recovery. But unfortunately, with the with the, the energy crisis that we're facing, they were, it was just an impossibility for 90% of businesses to reach their targets. Yes, definitely. The energy crisis is a big concern for all of us. And I was very pleased to hear the mayor talk about alternative power sources because the Western Cape has also been more proactive when it comes to addressing these issues. Uh, so I'm holding thumbs 
and toes definitely for for the changes that are going to come. Now, Leanne, 2023 in terms of FedHasa, what are we expecting to see from FedHasa? So our new board officially um, uh, came into being in August uh, 2022, and um, we identified FedHasa 2.0, right? Um, FedHasa is one of the oldest trade associations in South Africa. We've been around for many, many years. And it's a proud legacy that, that the new board represents. And we want to honor the legacy of FedHasa and what they mean in the industry. But by the same token, we want to be a representative body that represents the future of hospitality. And uh, national lockdown and COVID gave us exactly that, that opportunity. All of us, every single um, business in hospitality. Now, when we talk hospitality, we talk anybody who sells food and anybody who provides a bed, right? Those are FedHasa members. So we're looking at, at anything from... Um, a guest house in Hermanus to an Airbnb to one of our big fancy group hotels, food trucks, caterers, sports clubs, everybody in between. They, they're all um, members of our hospitality industry. And we want to ensure... a as, diverse constituency to serve. Absolutely. absolutely. So we want to ensure as FedHasa that every business in our industry has a voice that our, our um, that FedHasa is representative because the needs of that um, uh, guest house in Hermanus is very different to the needs of, for example, a hotel who caters for a big convention um, for the big convention market in the city. So we want to ensure that as FedHasa we hear all our members and we are able to deliver um, to all our members. Yes, there are macro issues that affect all of us, but there are also nuances that we've got to listen to. And even there in our regions, there are different different needs as FedHasa. So from our, from our point of view, um, FedHasa 2.0, we came up with coaching, collaboration, and commercialization. Coaching is, our, is training, is imparting knowledge, is um, continuous learning, whether that is formal, informal, whether that is with our partners um, in government, um, CASITA, or whether those are with educational partners who are experts in the industry. We believe that most valuable learning comes from peer-to-peer -peer learning. What is more valuable for a young aspirant front of house manager to actually be in the company of, of a GM who's been in the business for, for 20, 30 years, right? That's, that learning is invaluable and immeasurable. So we want to create um, learning opportunities for, 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 for junior and senior members in our organization, uh, um, who are members of FedHasa. So that ticks the coaching box. In terms of collaborations, what we learned through COVID and national lockdown was if we speak with one voice, we are so much more powerful and effective. And great success stories and examples of that is JAMS, for example, right? In the Western Cape, we have JAMS, which is a joint associations marketing body. We have all the big stakeholders in the Western Cape who form part of JAMS. Um, and through that, you know, we're, we're taking the lead as FedHoss and realizing that when we work with partners, when we work with our other associations, when we work with businesses, um, when we work with other people in the tourism industry, like our travel agents, right? We need to we need to get together and collaborate because who fills? How do our tourists get here? They get here um, through our travel agents. 
who fills our convention centers, who fills our conference centers, the events organizers, the, the, the professional conference organizers. So we strongly believe that there has to be a lot of collaboration between all of these parties. And um, if we look at, I know that um, uh, SATSA was, was, was part of your interviews recently as well, right? SATSA represents all our attractions and the inbound tourism. You know, so we're very happy that we are collaborating and talking to our partners and all our stakeholders um, on a constant and basis. I do believe those those walls have been broken down. I do down. believe, Leanne, that the collective IQ is much more powerful than the, the singular one. And we've seen that in the industry in order to survive and in order to pivot, one certainly needs to talk to partners because duplicated efforts, individual, you know, leading an individual charge to a different country is going to be diluted unless you do that collectively. You have to have a collective voice and we need that in South Africa in order to impact. You know, we have a couple of... Uh, negative stacked against us and if we're going to communicate to the international markets it certainly is vital that we have that collective voice and that we are in sync with each other so that when we represent ourselves we are represented honorably uh, equitably and certainly you know as a commercially viable destination i couldn't agree more janet an example of that is our safety messaging Right. What do you do when there is an, a, a, a safety incident for one of our, our visitors, local or internationally? And there we've, um, as Fedhasa, as Cape Town Tourism, um, Satsa, City of Cape Town, um, DDAT, we've all sat together. We've been on joint calls so that we know that we have one unified message. This is the steps that you follow as a business owner if one of your guests or visitors have a safety incident and that was for me um, one of the most powerful things that came from it it is very important especially when it comes to safety um, because we know what the PR is and how quickly those messages yeah, spread so from that point of view I, I, I felt it concretely in terms of how a unified message is, is far more powerful the the last box that said also the last box that Fedhasa wants to focus on this year is commercialization, right? Now, we know that our members' pockets have been deeply hit, and even more so now. Any sign of profits is literally, and I'm quoting my, my colleague, Brett, who is our chairperson in, in Cuisine Natal, I'm quoting him here where he says, all our profits are going up in smoke with our, with our generators, and that really is mm. what's happening. So we are making a mission of it to, to try and find ways to to cut costs for our members and to make our members some money, right? Now, whether that is through negotiation of, of contracts, um, collective buying, you know, there's such, such power in volumetric purchasing when we go together as a, as a group. The sell so, captive so, is the mm. most powerful thing because as a sell captive, you have the ability to negotiate discounts, get leverage on bulk buying, and there's just, you know, you become such a powerful voice. Agreed, agreed. And, um, you know, there are, there, are, there are so many businesses that want to do business with the hospitality industry, and FedHoss is the easiest way to do that, right? You speak to one person and we communicate on your behalf and we take your deal to the marketplace. So, so that is a very, very big focus. We have different working committees at FedHoss here in the Cape. And one of our working committees, that is their sole focus, is finding these deals that will, at the end of the day, either 
generates additional income for our members or um, save their money along the way because goodness knows we can all do it with, with, with some cost savings. Absolutely, and I'm loving this. You know, um, I'm a great fan of collective buying and we see that a lot in the insurance sector because they are able to negotiate huge discounts based on huge discounts based on um, <clears throat> the fact that they're buying bulk. So whether it's parts in the motor industry or value-added services, they're certainly great incentives. Um, Leanne, we've spoken a lot about the business aspirations. I just want to hear from you, what are your personal aspirations for 2023 before we say goodbye? Um, personal as in Leanne personal or Leanne's personal businesses? Which Leanne one? personal. Whatever mm-hmm. you want to share with us, with pleasure. <laughs> so I have, I, have, um, I, have, I have three aspirations this year. The one is to improve my golf game. Mm-hmm. So if anybody... Is, if anybody is is keen to take this this person, this complete novice, out for some lessons, I'm your person. So improving my golf game is one of my goals. Well, and that's very really fortuitous because we've just been yep. joined by David Frost from Satsa, who doesn't go anywhere without his club. So you can have an offline about that for sure. <laughs> I think he'll kick my butt. He'll kick my butt in one minute. <laughs> and then my next my next goal is to um is to run a a half marathon in one of our beautiful overseas cities. Last year I had the the complete privilege of running the Madrid half marathon. So I'm still got my eye on the prize to see where I'm gonna be running this year. But there's no better way to see a foreign city than by pounding the pavements. And my third personal goal is is to um, to increase my my learning. I um, I want to to increase my understanding of um, the financial aspects of businesses a lot more. So I'm going to be taking a few courses in that. You know, that's in our business. I've just been the sales and marketing person, so I bring in the business. But um, my personal learnings for this year is really to 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 unpack our the the, the back of house systems a lot this year. That sounds like a fantastic game plan, Leanne. I had no idea that you were that you were running internationally. It's just another reason that that you my um, woman crush Wednesday favorite because you always wow us with the interesting things that you do. Um, I really hope it's going to be a phenomenal year for you. I just want to share with you that there's a, a new sensory experience at the VNA. It's a wellness century atrium. You have to go check it out. Um, it literally, um, you spend 45 minutes and it, um, it's like reprogramming everything about you and your body and your mind. Uh, so I'm going to go in there and say, please take 10 years off. And hopefully when I step out, I'm going to feel as fabulous as you feel when you finish <laughs> one of your international marathons. <laughs> but please go check yes, it out. Yes, I'd love something that I, I, I definitely will. Thank you. You always have the most interesting, you always find the most interesting uh, spots in and around Cape Town. And thank you again for creating this, this platform to, to give our hospitality industry and our tourism industry uh, a voice, Janet. And it's such a such an easy voice. We, we, we never feel like we're under fire. I love your positivity and your energy. So thank you very much for it. It's always a huge pleasure to be part of your show. 
It's a big pleasure, Leanne. Wonderful to have you on the show. And all the best for the weekend ahead and the rest of 2023. May it be a fabulous one for you and the team. Thank you. Cheers. Ciao. Bye. We're chatting this afternoon with David Frost. He is the CEO of SATSA. And David comes with 25 years of experience at an executive level in terms of tourism strategy. Interestingly enough, we're speaking to the young set this this day because everybody's got 20 plus years experience in the tourism sector. But David has been uh, is an economist by training, which I think is is wonderful for our sector because it it gives us um, an overview and an oversight that really does focus on issues like revenue management, the bottom line, how to commercialize and convert and monetize the industry. So that's a good skill that David comes with. But prior to that, he was part of the Toy Toying clan and worked for the Kusato Trade Union until he joined the Premier Group in 1994. He was focused on corporate strategy and was seconded as a special advisor to the Ministers of Tourism by the Business Trust. David then joined Tourvest and um, <clears throat> was head of the Outbound Division. He established his own bespoke consultancy, the Tourism Strategy Company, in 2001 and has consulted widely to many companies. I love that David, like the rest of us, have a side hustle because goodness knows we all need a side hustle. He has been at the helm of SATSA since September 2013. And I must say, it's been an absolute pleasure engaging with David in the various interactions that we've had. David, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show, so nice and fresh and early in January 2023. Yeah, hi, Janet. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. And, uh, you know, once again, thank you for, you know, just being uh, an amazing voice for our sector. So, um, yeah, pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Always a pleasure to chat to you, David. So um, I just want to hear, did you take some holiday time? What did you do over December? Did you get some rest? Well, um, over uh, between Christmas and New Year, there was a bit of uh, um, rest. Um, I'm, I'm aiming to take a longer break um, in the middle of the year. Um, Satsa is, uh, I always say to people, it's a, it's a child I can never get babysitting for. Um, so, you know, you, you, you generally, generally, it's, it's a bit, it's a cross, it's a, uh, the one way I describe it, it's a, when people ask me what I do, I say it's a bit like being a, a cross between being a fireman, so you're on duty 24-7 in case there's nonsense, and running a nursery school, so, you know, a lot of people need, uh, I love need that. their, need, they need their nappies changed and their bums wiped, so, you know, uh -huh. that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the way we roll, but, um, I, I, Toyota have been a, an amazing partner. We did a deal with them in the middle of COVID, so I, mm -hmm. they've given me a, a vehicle, and I, 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 I got out and about. And I think one of the things oh, that I do wonderful. enjoy doing is 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 getting out, seeing product, speaking to people on the ground, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, did, did 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 quite an amazing trip. And uh, I think what what COVID's taught us, and but it's a way I. I I was rolling um, well before COVID is um, I always said that my office is my laptop and my road to work um, is the road to the airport. So it's, it's, it's good to be on the road. It's good to be speaking to people. It's good to be it's seeing. It's wonderful um, to be on the ground, what, right? Engaging what's with What's actually people. happening. Yeah. 
yeah, just seeing firsthand and and sharing that passion that people have for their product. What a wonderful way to end a phenomenal 2022 day, but it sounds like lots of fun. And um, now fresh in 2023, I'm sure your head is now in a space where you've got strategy sorted and you're ready to implement. So I'd just love for you to share with us, you know, the show is about what can we expect from all the various organizations. So we've chatted to people like Fedhasa, Cape Town Tourism, and of course yourself and Skull and other organizations, just to hear what are we expecting and, and what is the priorities for 2023? Please share that with us. Okay, I mean, look, SATSA, SATSA plays in, in a multitude of spaces, but let me try and truncate it for you. Um, what we've become synonymous with um, and, and what really defines SATSA and sets us apart um, from some of the other um, associations, and this is in no way meant to in any way be disparaging or not, but we, we, we've really led the charge on most of the heavy lifting over the last nine years. Um, you know, firstly taking on the unabridged a birth certificate folly and then charging into other areas like the NPTR and uh, visa, um, you know, sort of malfunctions and things like that. So we'll, we'll continue to, to play in that space. There is still work to be done there. Um, our government, rather than supporting the sector, either treats it with indifference or treats it with intransigence. So there is that's that's a clear avenue but i don't want to dwell too much on it i think the issues are well known to members and mm -hmm. i'm We've far seen more, a lot I'm of far more around it and lots of conversations yeah. really robust ones over the last year for sure yeah so that's that's our i mean that's our bread and but you know we we you know the sort of red list and things like that that's what we do so let's park that i'm i'm more interested in in issues around growth so one of the things that came out of, well, it, it, it sort of predated COVID, was looking at international best practice and, and trying to inculcate that and see how we can bleed that back into our sector and make our sector um, more more competitive. And I think one of the one of the lessons that's come out of COVID, and we saw it internally, but we've also pursued that internationally, is around collaboration. Um, I brought the CEO out of the equivalent uh, SATSA organization in Australia, which has been the long-haul benchmark successful for 30, 40 years, Peter Shelley of ATEC, the Australian Tourism Export Council. And during um, COVID, we formed an international alliance of long-haul um, in, um, um, inbound associations. Um, and it's been a particularly sort of fruitful space. Um, we shared a lot of uh, insights during COVID, um, but they were really how we managed pandemics. And, and, and to an extent, we all did it a little differently. What's been very interesting is that's, been, that's become quite a robust um, space. And we, in fact, having an inter uh, our inaugural international conference in New Zealand in September. Um, but having said that, what we also as SATSA are doing is reaching out into the region, into South and East Africa, and forming alliances and having conversations with the uh, tour operator associations in those countries. And it would be one of, one of my aims is to take a strong African representativity into that uh, um, conference in New Zealand in September. But as the learnings and as interesting stuff comes out about how people um, are opening up, are growing, and 
um, are dealing with issues of competitiveness. I think there's a particularly rich area that we can learn from, and um, it's, a, it's 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 one of my priority uh, areas that we are that we are certainly having a look at. Adjunct to that um, was the um, something that happened last year, which 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 uh, was a first was the Tourism Business Council, which is our umbrella body, held a conference in September. And the whole tenure of that conference was around how do we collaborate, how do we work closer with our public sector. Now, everybody in the private sector, when I say everybody, there's, there's, a, there's a common consensus that there is a lot of parroting and rhetoric around this, particularly from government. So we don't mm-hmm. see it as being a particularly fruitful or substantive um, uh, situation. But having said that, there has been a very good reception to a long-standing plea from, from ourselves as SATSA to have a proper structured engagement with our counterpart organization, which is South African Tourism. I mean, South African Tourism does a lot, but in the main, they market South Africa internationally. And although we have an umbrella body like the TBCSA, an organization like SATSA is the direct counterpart to SA Tourism. But through the TBCSA, we've, we've, we've set up a framework for collaboration. We've identified uh, particular areas, our key source markets, as well as a number of special interest uh, um, segments that we um, are going to hopefully populate with the best brains of the private sector together with the best brains of SAT and the public sector. And through this, to really look at a proper collaborative approach to opening up uh, potential growth areas that we that we've been sort of in a sense um, pursuing independently, and I think there's a particularly uh, uh, rich area of growth that we can unleash in in this respect. So, I we've mean, we're looking at the key. About, we've been talking, sorry, David. We've been talking a lot about the collective IQ and partnerships for maximum benefit and monetizing and commercialization of the products that we represent is really vital in order to be able to sustain the economy and also just put something back into those coffers that have been so badly, you know, we've been buttressed by all kinds of storms, but exposed to a large extent has been the tourism sector. So I think that that's a very good thing to focus on because it's certainly going to be the most impactful is where the bottom line is. No, no, absolutely. I mean, at, at a base level, we can, we can synergize resources far more effectively, but we can also identify areas of untapped growth. So one of those, for example, is out of the U.S. market. It's our second biggest source market. But we play predominantly in the top end out of that market. So it's the five-star thing. And prior to COVID, we got about 340,000 arrivals. The Aussies get just under 900,000 arrivals out of the U.S., and when I was in Australia at the end of 2019 at the ATEC conference, I, I spoke to the largest tour operator out of North America into Australia. And I said, do you do what we do? And she said, what do you mean, mate? And I said, are you just top end? She said, no, we've got a, our, our core business is a, is a solid mid-market out of, out of North America into us. And that's a market we have hitherto not played in. And we can get regional spread and, and start opening up and, and really – uh, um, you know, spreading those, those tourism dollars throughout the country. Another key area that we've never collectively uh, focused on and we've never marketed ourselves properly on is adventure tourism. 
New Zealand put themselves on the map with five activities, um, you know, 20 odd years ago. We've identified over a hundred type, different types of adventure tourism that we have in South Africa. And so rather appealing to a traditionally retired market that comes and travel, let's appeal to an intrepid millennial market who are adrenaline focused and get them out for eight or 10 days of adrenaline and then chill out for two or three days in a game reserve rather than the other way around. Um, so, you know, these are all opportunities that lie there, but the only way to do it is, is to do it um, in a collaborative way. One of the other key areas, Janet, is, is around, I mean, people, people label it um, transformation. Within SATSA, we've, we've recast that to, to, to be access, inclusivity, and diversity. And we're doing some amazing work in that respect. We've set up a SATSA tourism incubator, um, and it's it's essentially a, a, a in, in in common parlance will be a sort of a um, an eighteen month MBA for for SMMEs that we mentor and grow with. We partnered with an amazing um, uh, organisation called Sigma International. All this came out of the Satsa conference in um, April. And our large businesses that play in the B the triple BE space around supplier development and enterprise development have partnered with uh, with us in this respect. And that is just an amazing um, practical way in which we are, are, are trying to drive that particular and, and very necessary part of our of our tourism tapestry. And then finally we we will continue to do um, some really good work that we did throughout COVID. And that's that's working with the different provinces and areas uh, within South Africa, and once again, we want to extend this regionally as well to an amazing set of, of fam trips that we've organized. So this is where we take our, our DMCs, our inbound tour operators, which are really the core of SATSA, and expose them to new and interesting products and and get them out there because that's actually what, what in terms of the recovery, people are always looking for new product. They're looking for, for sort of new um itineraries and that's been a particularly uh, uh, a fruitful area where we've added value to members once again partnering with our regional and local tourism bodies. David it sounds like a very good strategy for 2023 there's big focus areas and certainly I'm seeing a lot of synergy between the various organizations that we've spoken to today certainly focusing on the you know, finding new source markets, product development and exposure so that we become fully cognizant of what there is out there in South Africa to enjoy and experience. David, you've told us a lot about the business focus. I'd love to hear what your personal goals are for 2023, besides playing more golf, of course. Um, love to hear what your personal goals are. Oh, Joe, Janet, at the moment when you sort of become a bit of a you know, a bit of a veteran like me. <laughs> These things are sort of tend, tend to tend to get on the back burner. You know, sort of. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I, I I do enjoy golf. I'm, you know, thanks for outing me on the interview with Leanne. I mean, but uh, we'll. Uh, but but uh, but uh, but but. No, Leanne is She's going to phone you and say, "Can you be my golf mentor?" <laughs> Well, yeah. Look, I certainly look certainly look forward to that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, so I suppose my my. I mean, I, I've I've managed for much of the year to keep my handicap under scratch. So as a as a as a fifty eight year old codger, I'm 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 hoping to continue that. And always nice to play new and new and interesting um, 
uh, uh, courses. Um, but on a personal level, my um, son now lives, who's 15, lives in uh, London with, uh, mm-hmm. with his mum. So, you know, from a personal point of view, I, 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 I just want to spend more time with him and, uh, you know, make sure that his path in, in a new country is, 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 is stable um, and um, steady. And, yeah, just, you know, generally, you know, just looking at continuing to to do the work in in the sector that I enjoy. I mean, the inbound tribe, the inbound collective that uh, I represent, is an amazing group of people. I'm I'm incredibly privileged to to work for the members that I do. There's an amazing hiss within Satsa, and I think one of the things that we just want to do is to is 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 to have far more sort of. Um, you know, physical collective time together. It was one of the hallmarks that we had pre pre COVID, and it's something that I'm looking forward to rekindling. And then, you know, just a couple of international trips from my side. I mean, I I mm-hmm. I, I was away from home 158 nights the the calendar year before COVID. Um, there was a lot of travelling, so I've 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 been uh, I've been sort of bunkered down since then. But I'm um, certainly looking to to get out and to and to you know just. You know, enjoying meeting new people, enjoying some some you know, I love food and wine, and and the ability to play interesting golf courses around the world is uh, is one of the privileges that I I enjoy. So those are, I suppose, yeah, in in a nutshell, my my personal aspirations for this year. But uh, thanks so much for this opportunity, and thanks again for the great work you do for our sector, Janet. We really appreciate it. It's a big pleasure, David. It sounds like such a balanced plan. I love it, all the international travel, spending time with family. You know, it's, um, it's, it's the aspirations of a millennial, I would have you know, David, to travel more, play more. So I wouldn't be too worried about those 58 years, you know. Just, just go out and enjoy. And I look forward to seeing you when next you're in Cape Town and, of course, on the networking circuit where we see each other all the time. Thanks again, Janet. Have a lovely afternoon. Have a great weekend ahead. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're chatting this afternoon to Paul Foss. Paul is the Managing Director of Go See Do Media. His experience spans several enterprises, including multinational media organizations, hospitality, franchising, SMEs, and startups. And that's quite a, quite a wide scope of experience that Paul comes with. He has been involved in all aspects of general management and uh, has worked regionally and globally. And he comes with an entrepreneurial spirit, and that's the reason why I was excited to chat to Paul today. He's got over 30 years' experience, and we definitely are chatting to the younger set today because everybody who's joined us is is sporting 20-plus years of experience in the tourism and hospitality sector. But Paul made quite a, a leap of faith. He pivoted his organization, his company, during COVID. And it's an interesting story, which I'm sure he'll share with us. Welcome, Paul. It's such a pleasure to have you on Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you, Janet. Thanks for the warm introduction. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit overwhelming when people read your experience back to you. Kind of, it's quite exciting and, and nerve-wracking when you think about all the experiences that we've had. Is it because you didn't do enough, Paul, or is it because you did too much? I'm, I'm a bit restless, you know, so it's, it's a bit, you know, <laughs> it, it comes across as a bit of a jack of all trades, you know. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey, and and certainly the my you know my uh, experience with in the tourism industry has been uh, an interesting one. Um, actually, started uh, believe it or not in about two thousand and four, I think it was. Um, my my, I actually went away on a on a business trip, um, and my wife called me and said, um, "Oh, by the way." I found the perfect place to start a guest house. And I said to her, but what do we know about running a guest house? Firstly, <laughs> um, you should have said, I, I'm not leaving you alone again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, and what happened was we, we, we'd had family coming to stay with us and they had a bad experience. So my wife thought, I'm sure we could do this better. And we ended up starting a, a, a guest house in, in Melville in Johannesburg. Um, that, love Melville. I yeah, absolutely love Melville. Fantastic I, yeah. area, fantastic area, very vibey. Um, and so we we started off with a with a small uh, a, a a a pair of semis in, in in Fourth Avenue in Melville, that kind of uh, over the next uh, few years evolved into a uh, three uh, so on three different properties in Melville, fourteen ensuite uh, 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 rooms, like a boutique hotel almost. Uh, we had a live-in manager, um, and so the so the this guest house evolved into this into this big big uh, enterprise that we had uh, through um, through the 2010 World Cup. In fact, we were very fortunate. We had uh, at that particular point, because I had a background in media, we had 26 Argentinian journalists staying with us for the duration of the of the football World Cup. That's so, quite interesting. Very interesting times. Um, anyway, so so my my sort of journey in in, in 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 tourism started as a as a as a guest house owner and operator. Um, we exited that business in in about two thousand and thirteen. So um, that was the last time I was involved with uh, with the accommodation industry and and being a, mm -hmm. a, an owner. And then in two thousand and fourteen, I I um, one of my ex publishing colleagues. Uh, got me involved with, uh, at that point, the company was called Brochure Management South Africa. Um, Brochure Management South Africa was established in 1995 in Cape Town and evolved nationally as a, it's a brochure display business, basically, and evolved uh, nationally as a, as a franchise operation. So um, a, a company from the U.S. called Morris Public, uh, uh, Visitor Publications were acquiring uh, brochure display businesses globally. They had acquired businesses in Berlin and in Paris and in Dublin and, and in London. And they had come across brochure management before um, through an international organization uh, that's uh, called Visitor International. They're a collective of brochure display companies. So they asked me, or my, my uh, ex-colleague asked me if I would have a look at this business and he said that they would acquire it if I agreed to join. So I ended up joining uh, Brochure Management uh, uh, on behalf of MVP, who were the new owners, in late 2014. So that's how my 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 journey with brochures started. Um, and yeah, my, my, my response, yeah. my response when I was approached pre-COVID, yeah, yeah. So pre-COVID, pre you know, the brochure was was king. And, Absolutely, and yeah. Changed, and I'm very interested to hear how you made that change happen. Yeah, so obviously, um, you know, when we, we the, the business was a mature business when we when we when I joined the organisation, and 
you know, even at that particular point, we were butting our heads against digital. You know, digital was was uh, had had been evolving for some time, but we were finding that a lot of our our clients were were asking us about digital and and what our plans were for digital. So, you know, um, leap forward to 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 twenty twenty. I mean, we had lots of plans and discussions about what we were going to do, but jump forward to um, I think it was the day before. Um, lockdown started in South Africa. I think that was the 27th of March, 2020. Um, on the 26th of March, 2020, I had a call from from my uh, my direct reports in at that point was in Berlin, who advised me that our, our parent company in the US were pulling out of South Africa, uh, and they were disinvesting. So that's quite a call to get, hey Paul. <laughs> it was it was it was fun times. Anyway. Um, Long story short, um, they we, we sort of worked on an exit strategy for the U.S. company, and I took over the ownership of of what was then Brochure Management South Africa. Um, and then, you know, as I've alluded to before, I'm kind of restless, so a lot mm. of the plans that have been stewing uh, in my head kind of jumped to to fruition. So what we did, one of the first things we did was looked at our branding and and. Brochure Management South Africa had had done an exceptional job over the you know uh, the twenty odd years that it had been operating up until we took over. Uh, very strong IP, lots of uh, very good reputation in the market, um, and we knew that that our systems and our and our uh, our back end was was highly efficient. However, the name Brochure Management really. Um, when we, we approach people, they kind of uh, associated us with. Uh, with knock and drop, uh, you know, with inserts into newspapers and magazines, they associated us with. We were kind of um, sent to procurement departments, and 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 that's kind of how we were we were we were viewed. So the the, the name was a bit was self limiting, um, and we've been toying with 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 rebranding. And so what we did was we we, we rebranded from Brochure Management South Africa. To go see do South Africa and and go see do South Africa the the brand just uh, offers much more in terms of what we can do with it it doesn't it's not self limiting um, it means that 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 it's it speaks to what we really did you know at, at, at the time we rebranded we were already doing other things other than just brochures but mm. um, I love it I, yeah. it's an action it's an action word go see do absolutely whereas uh, you know when you learned your verbs and you're doing work, <laughs> That's what I love about it. Is that yeah, and, and, and the response? Because resp- obviously, what we did was we, we did a straw poll amongst our, our key clients and 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 our location partners, and you know, almost to a person, they said that's fantastic. They, they were very happy with the change. So, so the change was 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 done. It was a, a soft launch because we were still in COVID, so we we didn't mm-hmm. really make a big splash about it. But I think it suited our purposes because we are you know we are a small business. We didn't have the kind of funds that an APSA or a Standard Bank does when when they're doing a rebranding. So um, we, we did a soft launch uh, of our, our brand. I think it was around August 2020, um, and it, it was universally accepted. Um, so that was the first thing we did. Then obviously we had the. So the, Paul, I'm yeah. interested. I'm interested to hear what your plans for 2023 are. Okay. We have fairly limited time. Yeah, We've sure. allocated ten minutes to everybody. Oh, okay. All right. 
So, uh, and we've spoken to a lot of people. So you just need to tell us what is your forecast for 2023 and what we can expect to see in terms of go see do. Good. So, so you know, as far as we're concerned, we, we actually had our, our first cash positive month uh, in, in 32 months in November 2022, uh, 2022. So it took us 32 months to get back onto an even keel. So the, the recovery has been slow. You know, we have a very long tail. The majority of our, our clients are, are SMMEs. So mm-hmm. we have a very, very long tail. And, and, we, and we see that um, th- th- there's pockets of recovery in different parts. So as I said, we are a, a national franchise business. So areas, regions like Cape Town, the Overberg, Garden Roots, so the, 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 the west coast of, so the, the, the east coast from, from um, Kubecha down to Cape Town, this is where we, we, we see a lot of our recovery happening. However, in other areas like, like KZN um, and, uh, and, and Pumalanga and, uh, um, and in some of the other uh, provinces, the Northern Cape province, the recovery has been much, much slower. And, and given the nature of, the, of, of our client base, you know, the, the, uh, we're finding a lot of our clients are still making either or decisions. They're having to choose mm-hmm. between, you know, whether they, they, they invest in X or whether they do marketing. So we're not seeing the same levels of spend yet. And so our, our, our forecast for 2023 is a continuation of the recovery. And, and, but we don't anticipate being at pre-COVID levels, uh, certainly with our client base. Um, for certainly for and uh, for the first you know, two quarters of, of, of 2023, I think we'll still be in recovery mode with our client base in some of the regions that we're operating in. Sounds very interesting, Paul. And it sounds like I mean, 32 months to to rebuild is a is a long time. But I'm so pleased to hear that you've been able to do that, and uh, lots to look forward to certainly on the business yeah. front. The, the, the key issue for us has been, you know, around around collaboration, um, around innovation, and around diversification. So, you know, I think if, if it's any lesson for 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 small businesses that that collaboration has become key, and and we're looking at 2023 uh, as a. a um, a platform to increase our collaboration uh, across the industry. I think collaboration, one thing that COVID did do was um, allow for further collaboration. People that we w- would never normally have necessarily sat down and spoken to, we had very good conversations with and, and, and formed some nice strategic partnerships with. So we're looking at 2023 as a way to, to uh, further collaborate with, 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 with stakeholders in the industry. And I think that um, that bodes well for, for not just for us, but for our clients and for the industry as a whole. Absolutely, Paul. And collaboration certainly has been the key word and the buzzword in our conversations, partnerships, monetization, collaboration, commercialization has been the conversation that has been the strain through our entire um, conversation with everybody we've spoken to today. Paul, before we say goodbye to you, just very quickly, Please share your personal aspirations for 2023 with us. My personal aspirations, I think, uh, is that, um, you know, we all get to enjoy the, um, the opportunities that, that, that the, the country has to offer. We spend a lot of time um, talking about uh, some of the, the, the negative aspects, but I think there's, the, there are so many opportunities that exist in this country of ours that my, my personal aspiration is to take advantage of those opportunities and also 
hope that as many of, of my colleagues and friends do the same. So that's really it, is to take, take advantage of the opportunities because they are there. That's wonderful, Paul. It's been great chatting to you. Thank you so much for joining us on Jet Setting with Janet. We wish you and the team all the best. Thank you, Janet. Thanks for the opportunity and thank you for the time. Leisure. This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.